Books is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. On the show today, you'll find out where book publishing is going and how to take advantage of it. How to identify and avoid publishing predators. What opportunities are emerging as the book trade evolves in new forms. How to avoid losing money and much, much more. Join us now as a variety of publishing pros will deliver insights and strategies to take the author to the next, next level of publishing. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd. And now, here's your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome. This is going to be a treat. Um, Last weekend, we had the awesome, amazing, off-the-wall, sometimes eccentric, John Kramer with us, who was with us all during this hour. Um, And we talked about some of the things that were really hot and, and not so hot for marketing your books today. And we knew we had to do a radio show on it. In fact, we not only do a radio show, Uh, leading to the podcast, but also do a full-blown webinar on one of the key things that you all should be doing if you are not. We want to, this is going to be morphing you a little bit, and I know all of this is overwhelmed, and that both John and I do get it, but what it's really about is Pinterest, and John has really become quite an authority and an expert, besides being the ultimate ultimate book marketing expert. He really has become quite an expert in the whole theme of how do you market your books and make a presence on Pinterest. Uh, And so we're going to be deep diving into that. And then we want to make sure that you put March 13th on your calendar because we are going to be doing a live program at Five Mountain Time. And to be able to learn more about that, if we don't have your emailing address, it'd be a good idea if you connect with me. So if you just email me at Judith at Bryles, B-R-I-L-E-S dot com, we'll make sure you get an invite and on the list with that. And and then I'm just going to transition in and welcome the, as I said, ultimate book marketing expert and author of 1001 Ways to Market Your Books, John Kramer. Hey, John, how are you? Hey, Judith, I'm great. Good. Good. We, we, uh, at least I try to be. <laughs> and, and for those of you, what I was referring to on Saturday, we did the uh, Taste of the Extravaganza um, and Peak. And we actually, for people who signed up, um, and that window is now closed, but people who, who came forward, um, or roughly 30 of them said, hey, I am in and I want it. We gave away a boatload of gifts to these people, who was fabulous. So, thanks for participating, John. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, I enjoyed it a lot, and we got crazy for a while. I know. As soon as one of our one of our participants left, John and I decided we were going to give away more of his stuff, and he didn't know it. Yeah, we did. We had fun, and I think that you have to have fun. This was a four-hour event. It was an online summit, a taste of the extravaganza. And in fact, y'all can watch it if you just go to the author you authoryouextravaganza.org. You can get the replay and just watch it. And 
um, even though you don't get all the goodies, that there are a boatload of goodies and we're in our early bird sign-up period. So uh, I would encourage you, author you while you extravaganza.org and just at the very top on the far left, you can watch the replay because it's four hours, you can pause it and we've got seven awesome publishing pros giving you tips and ideas of how to really excel uh, for your bookmarking at whatever stage. I don't care if you're a greenie or you're, you're, you're an old timer and feel like you're long in the tooth that we gave you strategies on what to do. So, or, or you can, or you can fast forward about two and a half hours, three hours and you can get me. Yes, exactly. You can get John. <laughs> so what would we you say- like to talk about today? Well, we're going to jump into to Pinterest and on what's hot. Right, let's just start off with our theme again, you know, what's hot and what's not. And so what has changed um, for people who are just trying to figure out what Pinterest is, why don't, you, why don't we start there, John, and then why don't we move ahead um, and, and just go well, into Pinterest. Sure. Uh, Pinterest is, you know, one of the top social media sites out there and it's all graphical you know it, the whole thing is that it's all designed to be um, you know sharing images but the neat thing about Pinterest you know because you could say Instagram's the same thing but Pinterest allows you to actually include a link back to information uh, back to your sales page back to your Amazon page back to somewhere Whereas in Instagram, you know, you got one link unless you pay money. You don't have a link unless, you, you know, except in your profile. And how many people are going to go back to somebody's profile? Uh, you know, it's just not the mindset of people that are uh, doing things on social network. They just want to click and click and click. And Pinterest allows them to click and click and click right to your website and right to your sales page. And you know, Pinterest has over 70 million month, monthly users in the U.S. alone, so that's a high-traffic audience. And the neat thing is that Pinterest, 80% of the people on Pinterest are women, uh, primarily between the ages around 25 to 50. And if you were to talk about the demographics of book buyers, it's the same. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so that that's what makes it magical. Pinterest is really a book buying audience. And you know, a lot of people don't realize that. I mean, I always knew John from the get go, um, that if you had a very visual book, Pinterest had to be your play yard. And, and especially cookbook authors, Pinterest had to be your playground from the get go. But this is for you know, the regular reading books. This is for fiction as well as a nonfiction visual, correct? Right. It's for any kind of book. Uh, there are a lot of avid readers on Pinterest and they share things. Uh, but, you know, the thing is, you don't, if, if all you do is share your book cover and say, buy it at Amazon, boring. you're not going to get very many sales. Yeah, it's just boring. Uh, and so, you know, I talk about creating uh, a typographic or bookographic if you want to apply it to a book. And that's what works for me. And that means that you share something from the book. Whether if it's fiction, you might share 
uh, you know, some little hints on how to live in Victorian England if you have a Victorian romance. Uh, I think they call those Regency romances. Uh, but, uh, you know, and then you could share something like that, and people go, oh, that sounds interesting. I bet the novel is good, too. Because if the novelist has done, has done that kind of background, background research, then the book has to be good. Because we know that the novelist, if, it, if a novel is going to be good, it has to be feel alive. It, it has to feel in place. And the same is true for science fiction, fantasy, mysteries. You can share detective tips, uh, tips for mystery. Or you could share... Um, romantic destinations for a particular city if your novel is set in that city. So there's a lot of ways that you can share things that people on Pinterest would actually share. They don't share book covers that often, but they do share interesting stuff. So give me some examples of stuff. I mean, everyone loves stuff. I love stuff. But what would be a shareable thing that we're going to bypass the book cover, although it, it seems to make sense to have the image with it or some kind of image will relate to what you share to? Or do you suggest altering all these images? Well, one one of the things that, that I've created for some authors when we were doing some of our Pinterest webinars is uh, I would uh, share some of the uh, testimonials from Amazon. Uh, in a long, thin graphic, because that works really well in Pinterest. Mm -hmm. And then I would have their book cover on there, and I would actually put the link to the Amazon buy page as well, you know, the short Amazon link that Amazon gives you. Uh, I put it on the graphic, and then when I post the image, I also share that link in um, so that people, if they want to click on the image, they can go right to Amazon to buy the book. All right. That's so that's one, that's one example. Another example would be to just uh, tell uh, a little short story, from, you know, like a little funny incident from the book, you know, like two to three paragraphs. Uh, you know, again, in a long, thin graphic, you could have the book cover again, and again, the link to the Amazon page. But uh, people will fall in love with your book if you share a few excerpts from the book in a really neat way, in a, in a graphical way like that. So, you know what, John, that's a little bit alike. Um, it's a different version because you can add more juice to it, so to speak, um, that it, it creates like what we do with Bubblish in the book bubbles, where we can copy yes, that or that. But now this is a variation over on Pinterest, which I love this idea. And, and it gets people involved, you know, because people don't click through unless they find something interesting in the image. Um, and so, you know, if you have your book cover there, but you also have a little funny excerpt or a sexy excerpt or a fantasy excerpt or something like that, you can also, of course, as I said, share testimonials. You could also share uh, tips, you know, related to your, your novel. Or certainly with nonfiction books, you can share all kinds of tips because ideally a nonfiction book is full of tips. Uh, it, it better be. <laughs> but you know, yeah, I it, it better be. But you know, we're going to come up to our first break. But you know, I just really, my head is reeling here thinking because I have a new book coming out in another month, um, the How to Create a Million Dollar Speech, and it is loaded with different images throughout the book. 
They're loaded with different images. And, and they're yes, and each one. easy peasy oh. to just pull those and make, you know, a tip page or something out of it and then push them out on, on Pinterest in a new board. Yes, absolutely. And again, you know, uh, one of the things I, I say in Pinterest is, you know, don't create, you know, your book board just about your book. Create specific interests boards about your book. So, like, if I wrote a romance novel, I might have some... John, John, well, we're going to add... is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Is there a book in you or another author you will show you how to create, develop, and publish your book without being hooded? If you already have a book out, You'll find a supportive and brainstorming community that's connected and creative no matter where you live. Author U brings in national experts for its book camps and annual author extravaganza held each May. It has regular meetings and delivers webinars for its members on timely topics. Through Author U's extensive network, members enjoy exclusive benefits, including significant discounts for a variety of services necessary to publish. The Resource, its online book publishing news magazine, is content-heavy and it's free. If you want to create a book that has Zazz, Punch, and Panache. Author U is for you. If you're a hobbyist or a casual author, it's not. Join Author U today through its website at authoru.org. Follow Author U on Twitter at Author U and on Facebook at Author U, where timely author and publishing tips and articles are posted daily. Author U, where the author goes to become seriously successful. Impressions are everything in the world of book publishing. Whether your book is an ebook, a print version, or both, your book cover needs to pop, sizzle, and sparkle to immediately capture the attention of your audience. And your book's interior needs to be just as dynamic and reflect the professionalism your readers demand. Nick Selinger of NZ Graphics has won numerous national and international book awards for his cover designs and interior layouts. With over 20 years of experience in graphic design, he knows what it takes to create award-winning books and the many promotional pieces that authors need, such as posters, banners, postcards, one-sheets, business cards, logos, and more. Visit ncgraphics.com and see what authors and publishers have to say about their award-winning books and how NZ Graphics can make your book the success it was meant to be. That's nzgraphics.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. All righty, so John was just starting to jump in, and then that old commercial thing came on. So John was, <laughs> er, 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 
let's go back. Hey, everyone, it's all through you, your guide to book publishing. This is Judith Browse, and with me for the hour is, as I call him, what we're, we're doing today, the gospel according to John. And we're, going, we're talking about Pinterest um, and, and what you can do in building the boards and what they should be looking like. So, John, you were saying don't just put it on a board about your book. Is that correct? Right. You don't, you know, having a board with your book title name on it, you know, how many people are going to search for that on Pinterest? But they will share, you know, they will be searching for, uh, <clears throat> let's say, business tips or business management tips or romantic destinations or, you know, romantic dinner tips or things like that. So you can create boards built around what you've written, your book, but things that people will actually search for, and you'll get many more people following you than if you create a book board and an author board, and that's all you do. All right, so create a, 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 a we're back to keywords kind of, right? Yes, you want keyword uh, boards. Uh, and the neat thing is, you know, I, if I created, let's, let's say, your book on uh, uh, speaking, you know, I would probably have four or five different boards about speaking, how to get booked as a speaker board, um, speaking tips board, um, you know, uh, the life of a speaker board, great speakers in history boards, things like that. All right. Or highest paid, highest paid speakers board, you know, things like that that people would actually be looking for. Mm -hmm. So, again, I think what's really important in book marketing is all of you need to put yourself into the mind and fingertips of a searcher, a consumer, not yours. What would they, what words, what phrases, what questions would they be using when they're trying to find answers to anything? Would that be right to say, John? Right, uh, because uh, Pinterest is a key search engine. It, the two million searches are done on uh, Pinterest every month. And people are using Pinterest because it's user-curated rather than some, you know, obscure algorithm that, you know, machine algorithm that's trying to figure out what you want to find. Here you're having users saying, I've already found it. Here it is. Uh, exactly. So I, I like that idea. And, of course, you know, with the, the latest and greatest that's going along with what in the hell is Amazon doing now to all of us, it's just unbelievable so yeah you know and you know this whole tip about boards and keywords boards really sort of applies to Facebook as well you know I see authors creating Facebook pages around their book and again that's not it uh, you know what you want to do is a Facebook page around the topic the keyword you know, I do have a, uh, a Facebook page for a thousand and one ways to market your books, but I get very little traffic there, and I really don't do much with it. But I have another one called Book Marketing Tips or Book Marketing Success, I think it is. Um, now, that if somebody's thinking about book marketing, they're going to put in the words book marketing. They'll find my fan page. But, you know, actually, here's a secret I'm going to tell you right now. Ah. Because of the new new algorithm change in Facebook, yeah. fan pages are almost dead. I know. But, but groups are hot because groups get 
shared uh, is still in the algorithm. It's sort of like family and friends. If you belong to a group and you're active in it, you will see that group all the time and all the posts that go to it. So I created a book marketing success stories group. And the neat thing about a group on Facebook is that you can invite people. I mean, you can actually uh, add them to the group and they can reject it or they can accept it. Uh, with, uh, you know, a page, you still have to, you know, you have to invite them and then you have to wait for them to say yes and how many people are going to say yes. But groups are powerful because of the algorithm algorithm change in Facebook. Uh, and I really encourage people to create a group around their topic. So create So the hot tip is, tip is create a group around your topic. Number one. Yeah, I think that's it. That's a good idea. I have, uh, I think I have book publishing tips with me. Yeah, I know. My group, yeah. So I'm part I, of that group. I, I'm glad, and you, sh you should add to it. You should put your little yes. tips. Um, but what's really important is that you go in and you can drop things in and do that. And, and I actually see, John, I'm always notified when you drop something new in. <laughs> On yours. Yes, and that way... You know, and that's a neat thing about groups, too, is that, you know, the group leader will notice you, and that's a way to create a relationship with that group leader. If they're a top influencer in your industry and you join their group, they're going to notice you. And that's one way to start to create a relationship. And then you, obviously, you know that doing your podcast, that one of the key ways to create a relationship is interview people. Exactly. So that, that's right. You'll call me back. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it, you know, we got sort of off the topic of Pinterest, but I thought it was important to talk about Facebook groups because of how they sort of mesh in with Facebook boards. I mean, with Pinterest boards. Mm -hmm. And the neat thing about Pinterest boards is that when you create a keyword-rich Pinterest board, the URL for it is also key keyword-rich. So it's Pinterest.com uh, slash John Kramer slash book marketing success, you know, if that's my board. So you're, you've got a keyword-rich URL that's pointing forever back to your website. So the website, uh, you know, Google uh, actually pays attention to Pinterest. I see a lot of my Pinterest pins get highly rated for keyword topics. Uh, so, again, that's another reason to... Make sure that your description for your Pinterest pin is keyword rich because that way the search engines find it. And uh, that's magic. Yeah, because I so when you make it when you when you pin something, it also comes up with the your SEO that you pop in the keywords right at that time. Is that correct? You can key you can type in a description. Now I wouldn't just do keywords. You know I would actually make it a a real description, but I would use the keywords that that were appropriate for that particular pin. And then I would, you know, you can also use hashtags, which is a nice way to also uh, add keywords. Um, and in Pinterest, uh, hashtags are actually, you know, valuable. Uh, Facebook, uh, people say, well, if I see a hashtag in a Facebook post, I know it's a re repost of a tweet. Oh, yuck. Mm -hmm. You know, <laughs> I've, I've had people say that more than once, so I tend to avoid hashtags in Facebook for that reason. But Pinterest loves hashtags, and people love hashtags on Pinterest because it helps them to find the things they are interested in. 
And if they find something interesting, the neat thing they do on Pinterest is the person pins it to one of their keyword-rich boards. And people are following their board, they're going to find your pin, and they're going to find you. So Pinterest is full of opportunities for you know, keywords uh, driving traffic, even though it's images. You know, that, that's the primary purpose of Pinterest is images. But in the description, in your board name and things like that, you can, and even in your profile, you can um, put in a keyword-rich uh, word. So I'm, I'm John Kramer slash book marketing expert, I think, on, on Pinterest. So I think maybe this is a good time for everyone. I mean, you may have a Pinterest board um, or, or an account that maybe y'all should go back and take a look at what your descriptors are. I mean, it's like the old days, you know, when we all jumped on doing different things that we weren't savvy enough to realize keywords are critical, etc. You need to go back and revisit. That's what I'm hearing really clearly from you, John, that we need, we well, need to go back and do a revisit. Yeah, and the neat thing is if you change your board name, the URL also changes. So your keyword-rich uh, board name also uh, gets changed with the keyword-rich URL as well. So you can go back and change a board name at any time you want. You can go back and change your profile name anytime you want. Uh, so there's lots of opportunities there to really help people to find you and, uh, you know, interact with you and of course click through to your website well I think that's a great idea so I'm actually gonna you know I'm gonna my, I'm gonna set up a time with my VA and we're gonna go visit all our boards together uh, <laughs> we're gonna go merrily you know, oh, yeah you know the neat thing about Pinterest is that percent of the uh, pins on Pinterest are repins of other people's content you don't find that in any other social network, that kind of active sharing. 80% are repins. Try to say that about Facebook posts. Nah, doesn't happen. Talk about tweets. It doesn't happen that way. Uh, you know, it's nowhere near 80% of retweets, uh, nowhere near 80% of shares of Facebook, uh, nowhere near uh, Instagram shares and so on. But Pinterest, 80% of the activity is resharing. It's really the social network in terms of really being social and sharing things. Well, you know, you're exactly right. 80, I didn't realize it was that high. 80%. So just chew on that a little bit, listeners, that 80% of anything that goes, uh, or whatever you put up, maybe I need to redo that. Any pin out there... <laughs> It's more inclined to come from a repin. Is that correct? Yes, 80% of pins are repins. Okay. And, and okay. that's really neat because that means that people are open to and wanting to share your content. And, you know, they put it in, the, again, when they repin it, they repin it to their keyword-rich board. Right, so, so, again, so you're getting that keyword-rich traffic. All right. So, with that, we're going to take another break. And then we're going to come in and talk Yay. about strategies. Strategies. For you. 
This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Want to publish like a pro today? Well, then take a look at Ingram Spark, the only publishing platform that offers print and ebook services through a single source. Upload, edit, and manage titles all in one place. Take more control of printing costs with print on demand and reach even more readers through one of the world's most extensive distribution networks. Built by independent publishers for independent publishers, Ingram Spark has everything you need to maximize your book's potential color printing, ebook distribution, print on demand, global reach, and more. Start publishing with Ingram Spark today and see just how far your titles will go tomorrow. That's IngramSpark.com. Many of us have dreamed of writing a book. Some of us even have. Then the hard work starts. You'll need an editor. Who will design the cover or typeset the pages? Who will format the ebook? If you're a business owner, consultant, or coach with a serious message and expertise to share, the team of experts at 1106 Design can guide you through the maze. They've helped more than a thousand authors create top quality books and avoid the not so reputable self publishing companies. Learn more at 1106design.com. Then call Michelle at 602 866 1106 Design. Ned Thompson and Harry Shore started Thompson Shore in 1972. They believed employees with great character would make up the best company. They were right. They hired people who were not only experts in bookmaking, but who were obsessed with quality and delivering exceptional customer service. Almost 40 years later, Thompson Shore remains a 100% employee-owned company. Ned and Harry knew that successful customer projects are a direct result of empowered employees. We specialize in all books for large and small publishers. Creating beautiful and well-made books, we're dedicated to pleasing our customers by making the experience a good one from start to finish. The personal touch we have with our customers allows us to be innovative in solving their most difficult challenges. Our platform also ensures that we can remain flexible to meet our customers' unique needs and expectations. Our marketing kit can create buzz for your title, enhancing the promotion of your book during infancy. When you need to test the market to gauge your future sales, we can provide digitally printed books that will transition seamlessly into a larger offset run. From ebook to hard copy to delivery, our skillful customer service teams are at the ready to answer your most pressing questions. At Thompson Shore, we know that making the highest quality books requires more than just best technologies. It requires superior customer service, professionalism to the trade, and commitment to environmental and social values. With these standards of excellence in place, you can be sure that we will always help you put your best book forward. publishing everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask coming up you'll hear more about statistics scenarios and strategies on what to do now to get you published so let's get back to the show and here again is your host dr judith bryles we're talking pinterest and we're talking it is hashtag heaven so uh, 
<laughs> what John Kramer has told us is Pinterest loves hashtags, and so you use them. Um, and here's the other huge aha, if you're just joining us now, or just to reinforce it, is that 80% of all pins are shares. People have already posted, and they're resharing it and resharing it. It's, you know, it's like you've got a duplication process going on. So it, it, it's one of the reasons that, that uh, pins last so long on, on Facebook. I have, I mean, exactly. on Pinterest, I have pins that are still sending me traffic five years after I originally pinned them because people are still repinning them. And that's really a, a magic thing. And, you know, there's one statistic I'd like to share with you. You know, somebody did a study once of what they call the half-life of a tweet. And a half-life means that how long, you know, half the people that will ever see the tweet see it in the first 24 minutes. Mm-hmm. And the half-life of a Facebook post is 90 minutes. That means half the half the people that will ever see that Facebook post and have a chance to interact with it see it in the first 90 minutes. But the half-life of a Pinterest pin is three and a half months. That means that half that you have 2,000 times more time to interact with people and have a chance for people to discover your pin than for them to discover a Facebook post that you've done. And 6,000 times more opportunity to interact with people, have a chance for them to discover your pin than a tweet. That's powerful. Uh, So let's just reiterate those stats again, John. So the half-life of a tweet is 24 minutes. Yeah, the half life of a the half life of a Facebook post is ninety minutes. The half life of a Pinterest pin is three and a half months. And so, how you many? Know, that's two thousand times more than the Facebook post. And so, with with saying that, really saying that, you're wondering why bother with anything else. But with that said. Um, <laughs> I mean, literally, if that's well, really- to, to, you know, to some extent, that's true. I mean, obviously, you know, I know a lot of people having, a lot, you know, good results with Facebook ads. And, and I like Facebook ads because you can really drill down and target your audience. Um, but Pinterest, you know, pins, you know, Pinterest also allows you to advertise if you want to. I did it once. I, I I recently discovered that I had done an ad on Pinterest once. I, I had I had thought I hadn't uh, because I get so much organic traffic from Pinterest that I I don't feel the need to advertise. But I'm going to test it again because you know I'm doing this real fast social graphics course, and so I need to you know look into all the different things you can do with Pinterest. So I'm going to do some ads again just well. to test it out. And so that I can teach it and say, yes, it does work in this regard. It doesn't work in this case. But, you know, to show people, you know, what can happen. Um, I would probably never advertise on, on Twitter, but Facebook I would advertise, and, and I have. Um, and I would probably advertise on Pinterest, uh, you know, if I have some extra money around, laying around somewhere. You know, I don't like to spend money. You, you know that about me. Um, I think you do. Anyway, so <laughs> I, I like uh, getting organic traffic, and that's what really has worked for me in Google search engines, my search engine optimization. I like it with Pinterest because I know how to use Pinterest. 
you know, the other thing that Pinterest likes besides typographics, you know, the people that repin are quote graphics, and that's just, you know, excerpting a quote from your book, you know, and making it pretty looking, and then sharing that, and you'll get a lot of traffic that way. And again, you can link to a blog post, an email capture page, a book sales page, wherever you want to send the traffic. Which is exactly what you should be doing on that. So you can just take all kinds of things there. Yeah, and, uh, you know, it's not that, you know, other things don't work. I mean, you know, my partner in Real Fast Social Graphics, Daniel Hall, he loves cars. He really loves Corvettes. So he repins Corvettes, even if it's just a picture of a Corvette. Uh, you know, but if I were going to sell the Corvette, I would do something a little bit different in order to uh, pin that Corvette and, and sell it. I would probably show it in action. You know, I'd have four or five... Uh, pictures in a long, thin graphic uh, showcasing it, driving in beautiful locations or, you know, looking under the hood or, or doing something a little bit different than all the people that are just showing the picture of a car. And why not? I used to have a Corvette. <laughs> all right. If you still have it, Daniel will buy it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I used to have a Corvette, and I um, um, and I it, when I had to get rid of it finally was to when I had um, uh, the third baby. You know, this is back in the old days when you didn't have car seats or anything. You see, and we just uh. we just put the kids on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I was a kid, my mom held me in her lap. <laughs> yeah, we did that too. And, and yeah, they help drive. That's how the kids, you know, that's why I think those little toys that came out with the little wheels. All right, we digress. All right, so <laughs> uh, with, with with that said, um, that you know, you know, whichever whichever way you go um, with things, but the the whole reality is that uh, Pinterest is the way to go. That's what I'm. That's what I'm really hearing, John. It's it's really the top player here. Yeah, it it really does. Uh, it really does make a difference. There was actually a study done once by uh, an e-commerce company, and they said that the average checkout value of social shoppers is $140 for Pinterest, $80 for Facebook, and $60 for Twitter. That means if traffic was sent to an e-commerce site, uh, Pinterest people spend more money. Well, that sounds good. And I think that, yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, you like that. And uh, Pinterest users are also early adopters. And, and that's one of the really neat things also. And they, if you want to find out what's trending, what's really hot, look at Pinterest and what the pins are, and you'll start to see what's going on. For example, you know, the hot thing now with smoothies are smoothie bowls. And, you know, they work so well on Pinterest because, you know, one of the reasons I think smoothie, smoothie bowls are so hot is that they're much prettier in a product shot than a smoothie, you know, a glass with smoothie in it, you know. <laughs> That's so ugly, but you can make a smoothie bowl look incredibly beautiful. And uh, so smoothie bowls are really hot nowadays. You know, you see them in magazine articles all the time, 
And the early adopters, Pinterest noticed that much earlier than any magazine did. Well, is it because you think that it is um, uh, just because of the social interaction, the higher level of people? How many, how many, you said two million, if I recall correctly, right? Two million searches a month. And so. Two million searches a month uh, and two million product pins a day. Uh, that means, you know, actual product pins, not not all the other pins, but uh, the actual product pins where they're pinning something they like, like a beautiful dress or, uh, you know, uh, a new blender that they, they thought, wow, that looks really good. Um, you know, and again, if I were selling a blender, I mean, I love that guy. You remember those YouTube vi vid uh, videos of Will It Blend? Uh, where the guy would uh, blend a, a new uh, iPhone seven and put it in the blender and see what happened and uh it would tear them tear the iphone apart so it showed it was a great blender uh you know and you can do the same thing on pinterest show the product in use and you'll have a much more likely you know uh value in terms of selling it and that's why you know those typographics with uh books and sharing a short story or sharing uh you know, some quotes from your books will really make a lot of difference in sending traffic to your book. You know, a book cover, blah. You know, it's sort of like, uh, you know, on Amazon, I mean, on YouTube where people will do a, uh, I've seen a lot of different, you know, uh, book videos where they showcase the book, mm -hmm. but they're so boring. They are and then boring. I've seen some, and then I've seen some where they actually take you into the story of the book and they're asking you about it. And it's, uh, I mean, they're telling you a little bit about the story within the, the video and you're going, whoa, I want to know what happens next. And of course, they don't tell you in the video, so you have to buy the book. Exactly. Well, that's and, cool. and in Pinterest, you could do the same thing. The tell, the tell me more. Do you remember, we're going to take our final break here, but do you remember when um i can't remember what the harry potter um publishing company what rowling called their publishing company but when they first came out they showed graphics of it opening that opening up with all the paper of all the things and you wanted to dive right in wow it was, it was so awesome what you could see and yeah. i don't know what happened with potterville but it was it was pretty pretty amazing so let's let's well, get the neat into thing it is, Wait a minute, we're can i say one more thing no, uh, no, on no, Pinterest, you can John, stop. is your guide to book publishing everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host dr judith briles and we'll be right back with more great information right after these the book shepherding concept is simple the publishing world is changing and so must you you need an experienced shepherd and a guide to partner with you as you create, strategize, develop, publish, and achieve your publishing goals. You can't do it alone without paying the price. You can spend your money creating a book that turns out to be so-so, or you can create a book that looks and feels classy, builds your brand, and is a financial success, a bestseller. It's your choice. You choose. You need the book shepherd. Publishing is riddled with obstacles, sometimes nightmares for the author. You don't need problems. You want solutions. 
Dr. Judith Bryles will shepherd you through the maze and the chaos. At times, she's had to step in and rescue a book, a book that has been sabotaged by a publisher or by a publishing service provider or sometimes even the author themselves. Judith Bryles is the book shepherd. If you want to create a book with no regrets, give her a call today. 303-885-2207. That's 303-885-2207. Or email her at judith at bryles.com. By the way, Bryles is spelled B-R-I-L-E-S. Follow Judith on Twitter at My Book Shepherd and on Facebook at The Book Shepherd. One of the most important decisions you will ever make is your choice for printing your book. You are choosing a company which will be responsible for guiding you through the process and printing your book at a level of quality and detail that embraces your personal and creative needs. You want to choose a company that when your book finally arrives, you are delighted and ready to move on to the next level and one that is customer focused. Choose King Printing Company and Addy Books to be that company that brings you to the next level. Go to kingprinting.com or call 978-458-2345 and ask for Tom Campbell. At Total Printing Systems, customer service is our priority. We are located in Southern Illinois. Our employees have an average of 18 years' experience and know that customer relationships are important to our continued success. We have been a short-run book printer for nearly 40 years and always stay at the forefront of technology. Our niche is from 1 to 5,000 copies. Today, we offer digital black and white and four-color high-speed inkjet printing, a cost-effective way to introduce color into your short-run titles. We, of course, offer traditional offset printing as well. Bindery is done in-house, from adhesive case binding to PUR, perfect binding to mechanical binding of all types including side sewing we provide warehousing kitting distribution inventory management a new print on demand facility streaming browser based ebooks and bookstore call us at 1-800-465-5200 for a quote on your next book project you can also visit our website at www.tps1.com Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. All righty. So in our last segment with um, the rascal, sometimes I think John Kramer is a rascal. Um, we are going to really kind of, he'll, we'll do some reiteration, but we're going to go through just some, like a reel. Um, since he was talking about videos, my, I go to thinking reels. And John said that, you know, we, you know do you want to post an hour video? Most likely not. Um, I think I have been saying this for a couple of years, short is the new black. And I think short comes from whether it's a, a posting, it's a blog, whether it's a video. Um, I know that Twitter has expanded the capability of adding on more characters uh, and for your word countage, character countage. And I find it interesting, John, I don't know if you've noticed that on Twitter, that a lot of people are staying in the shorter format. There's not a really expansive on that. 
Yeah, uh, I stay on the shorter because I like it. Uh, one of the things I really loved about Twitter was that I didn't have to write a lot. <laughs> yeah. I could write short, and I like that. And and actually, I think uh, the longer will not work well on Twitter because of the way that Twitter displays tweets and so on. Uh, if you can't scan it quickly, you're not going to read it. Uh, exactly. And so, you know. That's what I loved about Twitter. It was easy to scan. You could just go through it and boom, 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 boom. And the same is true of Pinterest, except that it's graphical. And you can, again, go boom, 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 and you can look through it, and you can scan through it really quickly, and if something catches your eye, then boom, you go towards it. And uh, so, you know, some of the things, you, you wanted me to create a, a Pinterest sizzle reel and talk about some of the key tips that I have I for yeah. Pinterest. and. One of the things I, you know, I'm really strong on creating typographics, long, thin graphics with uh, words on them that say something, uh, you know, that provide uh, three to five to ten tips, uh, something like that. And then the pin quote graphics. And these uh, quote graphic, I say, is a, is a short quote over a graphical image that looks pretty. Because, again, the prettier it is, the more likely it's going to attract people's attention on Pinterest. Um also, you can pin short videos. Don't do long videos on Pinterest. You know, I would do under a minute uh, on Pinterest because, again, of the uh, way that things, uh, way that people think, and so on. Um, so that's three. Number four is to create keyword-rich boards. So don't do your book. Do your topic. Pin to your topic and the things that you want people to find you for. And and uh, respect you for and you know the things that people you think would look for on Pinterest because of the topic of your book because you want them to discover your book but you they discover it through the topic. Also, you want to create keyword rich group boards. A group board. We haven't talked about this yet, but a group board is a board where you invite other people to collaborate with you. So you can invite, uh, say, if you write romance novels, you can invite uh, five or ten other romance novelists to create a romantic destinations board or a romantic dinner ideas board, something like that, so that you'd be promoting romance. At the same time, you'd be helping each other out. And, you know, you should never feel like these people are competing with you because... If somebody really loves that particular topic, they're going to buy every book. They're not going to, you know, pussyfoot around. They're going to be really interested. And especially with romance, I mean, romance novels are, I mean, uh, readers are readers. They probably read, uh, you know, a book, two or three books a week. So the uh, sixth tip is to join keyword-rich group boards. So not only create some group boards of your own, but join other people's group boards. Um, and there, again, you can search for group boards on Pinterest and find ones that you think would be right for you and ask if you can join them. Many of them tell you exactly how to join a group board, and if they like what you do, they will invite you. So, you know, that's a really neat thing. And on Pinterest, as in every other social media Make sure you fill out your profile before you start getting people to like you, <laughs> you know, and things like that. I'm still amazed at how many people uh, come to me on Twitter and, and and say, 
I want you to like, you know, follow me. And I'm going, but you don't even have a picture up. I don't even know what you look like. Uh, you don't have a description. You don't have a link to the website. Uh, you know, and then on Pinterest, you had that same opportunity, a picture, a description of what you are, and a link to your main website that's clickable. So, you know, fill out your, your Pinterest profile so that I can like you. Uh, you know, instead of a blank page, you know, or something like that. I see that on Facebook, too. <laughs> it's amazing how many people, or LinkedIn, they don't spend the time to f complete their profiles. And I'm not following you if I can't tell anything about you. Mm -hmm. So um, those are seven, I think, you know, key tips on, on Pinterest. Uh, there are certainly more, like with all social networks, a certain amount of what you do, you should be sharing other people, commenting on other people, liking other people. Uh, there's a sad trend that when that was has been going on on Twitter where people unfollow everybody because they they think that if I have a lot of followers and I'm not following anyone, then I'm famous. Well, that's hogwash. The minute you unfollow me, I unfollow you. Oh my goodness, I didn't even know that. I have found it. I've seen so many people, you know, that unfollow me, and then I'll go look at their profile, zero following. You know, they're not following anybody. And I'm going, this is really bad advice who's ever giving it that to them because I'm an automatic unfollow if you unfollow me because I think of social networks as social, and that means that you interact. Mm -hmm. Well, I, you know, I didn't know that that was a strategy that people were using on that. But, but I do. If someone, un we, I think we have it in place. If you unfollow, we unfollow back. I mean, yeah. Don't, don't clutter my stuff up. <laughs> right. You know, because even even with Twitter, which you know doesn't really have that much social interaction. I mean, you can retweet, you can like, and stuff like that. But it's not nearly as interactive. Like you can't really comment easily like you can on Facebook or on Pinterest. But uh, I still think of Twitter as a social network. I, I'm looking to interact with people, not to have them, you know, broadcast to me their junk. <laughs> well, you know, for Twitter, since we're talking social media in general, I, I have different feeds for things, but for for, for my own personal, I'm, I follow less people there than it at my main feed, my book shepherd, because I am looking for items that I actually can see very quickly and reshare out with other people. I mean, that's that's you know, so I can narrow it down um, quickly. I know you yeah. can do it with your own groups, but it's just it's it's how I set it up before they had groups on Twitter, and I've always kind of stuck with it. Yeah. So. And, and so, you know, you're always, you know, with Pinterest, it's really good to, you know, to live up. To, you don't have to live up to the 80% repins if you don't want to, you know, standard that other people do. But you should be repinning some other people. You should be sharing what they're doing because that helps them to discover you as well. I go to Pinterest when I'm looking for certain recipes. You know, and Holland on certain. Yeah. It's the first place I go. <laughs> the first place. It, and and obviously, you know, on Pinterest, you can actually find recipes. You know, on Facebook, it, it's tough to do. It's it's really tough on Twitter. 
because uh, in tweets you can't really do a very good recipe, uh, but Pinterest is really good. Uh, people share uh, recipe pins where they do the whole recipe as a pin, you know, in steps, and it's wonderful. And that's just a variation of the typographic, and it's really powerful. So it's just, when you're talking about your typographic, I want to go back to that. Um, so okay. are are you are are you using you're just set you're just setting it up yourself you're creating a board and just writing it tip 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 on it um, your items or are you using a certain software like whether it's a type of a Canva type thing that you're setting well I do Canva anyway but you know is there like the old you know when we had the infographics is there was software uh, yeah. Infographics do not work on Pinterest because 80 to 90 percent of the people accessing Pinterest at any one time are on smartphones. And you can't read infographics on smartphones, but you can. A good, well designed typographic is easy to read on a smartphone. And that's what I create. I create typographics that are easy to read and interact with right away, even on a smartphone. You have to realize that almost all the social networks now are 80 to 90 percent mobile. Uh, so you really have to think about that when you're creating content for those social networks. Um, because, again, can somebody access it quickly on a smartphone? Well, I, I guess maybe one of the things that we wrap up, we have about two minutes here, is we, everyone should be probably going to HubSpot and check out their website. I'm going to tell you this. Check out your website. Is it mobile friendly? You know. Yes, absolutely. Do, do you know, I, I? I have one of my old legacy websites that's not mobile friendly yet. part of your guide to book publishing everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host dr judith briles